the process podcast episode 265 mm. good day zach watson how was your day it's all right not too bad yeah did you do anything fun and exciting no i just kind of reorganized my room a little bit today oh that's a therapeutic thing to yeah do, i was I like moving some stuff around took some posters down i'm gonna put some sketches up again and Ooh build the studio out yeah reorganize some stuff move some stuff around found some better places for things you know good idea do you ever end up changing your bed at all or is that still in the same space that's still in the same space because i i don't know where else really i'd put it you know it'd be a big baller move right in the middle you block off the uh that little entranceway behind you you block that off with the bed so that you have to crawl over your bed to get into that sec that room that you're in now. Yeah, the only thing with that is like, well, I wouldn't be able to watch TV in bed. One, two, That's if true. I had the. Sure, you would. You just keep the TV in the same spot and you move the couch. Yeah, but if I, yeah, but that would either mean I am facing the other end of the basement. Oh, true. Which I, I don't really like, and then I also. Why don't you like it? Does it scare you? A little bit, and then I wouldn't want to sleep the other way. Where my head is facing <laughs> is like on the the end where I'm laying my head is towards the other end of the basement because that just seems like spooky. Does it seem wrong? Yeah, it seems weird. Yeah, when you go to sleep or the way that you orient your bed, do you always have to be facing? Do you have to be able to see a door? Uh, no. 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 I had the, I I had it in first year where like or first year and then second year. Where I had my bed oriented, it's against the wall, but it was where I would sleep. I would sleep. Did you ever go into my res room? I don't remember. Mm, I don't think so. The small little dungeon of a so. thing. It was like you walk in, there's the door, you walk in, and then on your left is the bed. And in that front corner, 99% of people that I met would put their head against that wall, which is the wall that is adjacent to the hallway. Mm right so they're sleeping and their face is basically like a foot two feet from the door yeah because that seems like the logical thing to do no. i always preferred having my feet at that end of the bed yeah. and having my head at the opposite end so that way a my head is farther from the door but b i can clearly see someone when they if they open the door which yeah, they wouldn't be that is the correct way to speaking to do it exactly okay so we're in agreement. yeah that's good no that's yeah, good. yeah yeah of course and someone was like, why do you sleep like that? I'm like, Cause it so that sense. if someone comes in with a knife in the middle of the night trying to kill me, like at least I can kick them. At least I can watch I it while to... they do it. While yeah, they kill me. I don't... Exactly. And I'm not just an easy mm. grab. And they're like, that's a bit extreme, don't you think? And I'm like, don't test me. Like, watch, I'll do the same thing to you. And then who who's laughing then? Mm. It's kind of a threat, but it wasn't a intended to be a threat. Yeah. And I forget how we got onto that, but I've uh, I've maintained that in every single place that I've lived, where I've always mm. my head has been as far from the door as possible. Yeah, usually I think that's Trying how I do it. Anyway, yeah. Especially if it, if it can be in like the farthest back corner, then you at least have the most amount of space between you and the door from a reaction time point of view. Mm -hmm. So if like someone comes into the room and they're like ready to kill you, you can at least. You probably have enough time to get up out of bed and like fling a shoe at them or something. Right. I would think that would be my Possibly. initial instinct. I remember, man, I've, mm -hmm. I've, ever since we pressed record five minutes ago, I've had to sneeze. Yeah. And then you said, bless you. Yeah. And I haven't been able to sneeze, but if I'm, I feel like my sinuses are redlining and I <laughs> right. constantly have to sneeze. Oof. It's also a thousand degrees in here right now for some right. reason. It's very hot. It's very humid. There's a big storm rolling in, folks. It's, it's grand. Another one, yum. Pumped. Yum, yum. I did, uh, after yesterday's episode, I wrote down the thing that you had mentioned you wanted to talk about, but then didn't talk about because you were a Fruit Loop and forgot it. Mm -hmm. 
but I have written it down in case we wanted to touch on it again because we kind of touched on it a bit after afterwards when we were just chilling mossing in the discord yeah um but before we get to that i'll highlight the apple event today oh true true and it was cool oh a bat just flew by my window oh that's cool i like bats we've been seeing more and more bats since the pandemic which I don't know how. I don't think it has any sort of correlation. But yes. I don't think it has anything, any sense of correlation. I think it's just the fact that everyone's at home and they're noticing it a yeah. lot more. But since like summer last year, I've noticed a lot more bats um, flying around Aurora at night. Which See, what cool. makes me sad is like, I think bats of like are one of, if not like my favorite animal. Interesting. And I like that. I'm a marsupial guy. I feel like they've been shit on because of the pandemic i still don't yeah. think it was because of a bat of course of not. it was the government humans trying to make something as and then as we usually do we fuck it up and let it out and china's like hey we got this great we idea and we're like oh we remember bat. you said that last time and that didn't really work out yeah. they're like no no hold hold our beer yeah and then no bats are too are cool now. man bats are too cool if it was a, if it was if it was from a bat we'd all be dead like it wouldn't be this passive. Yeah, maybe it's more maybe of not. like a mosquito bite now. It's just annoying and it doesn't go away. Mm. You know? It is killing people, yes, and that's something to acknowledge, yeah. but hey, yeah, You're either dying from or with. And that's a whole other boatload of a discussion. But the Apple event, right. staying on track. Um I used to love watching Apple events for some reason. Cause I used to be under the impression that since Apple was this great company, the work that they would do, regardless of what it was, would always be considered great across the board, mm-hmm. um, which is a fault in thinking, I, I believe, uh, just because I don't think you're, you're as open to different solutions and different ways of like achieving things. Um, so I used to kind of take their word for gospel. Because I think a lot of people do, and then they kind of grow out of it, and I've definitely grown out of it. But I used to watch them all the time, or just listen to them, because I used to use it as like design inspiration or something, for creating the next revolutionary product. Right. Um, and I watched it in the, the off-site cohorts have like a shared studio Zoom link that people can just hop into now and then and chill and just do work and sometimes there's other people in the zoom link which is pretty cool especially because someone could join from like international and you're just here and then someone joins from america and you're like oh we're all connected in this one little digital pod it's kind of cool um and i watched it with there's a few people there today a few people from my cohort a few people from the first one a few people from the most recent one that finished um and we we're all watching the the live stream together uh and it was cool there was a few things that were iphone related that i was excited about but in the grand scheme of things it wasn't something that terribly excited me it's all for like from a design perspective i think it's become less about launching new products and launching new designs I think it's become more of a similar aesthetic. And this is the new feature that we included. This is the new feature Mm -hmm. that we included. This is the new feature that we included, which is all well and good from an innovation and a product development standpoint. But for me, it's not what it was five, six years ago when iPhone 5 and 5S and the 6 and everything were coming out where design was a primary focus, perceived, perceived, perceived focus anyways. Um, yeah, it just, it felt different. Did they unveil anything? I haven't been, well, I mean, new iPad, new Apple watch, new iPhone. Oh, they did show off, was it the 13? Or the iPhone, iPhone 13, right. iPhone 13, 13 mini and 13 pro. Did they, does it, does it look any different? No, it looks the same. Different colorways, I think. 
They changed the orientation of the cameras on the regular phone. Of course, they have to change that. Um, but that's what I mean. Like, or the you know the antenna breaks in the housing yeah. to allow signals through. Those are those historically have been color matched in a tone that's either a little bit lighter or a little bit darker than whatever the housing is, unless you have the iPhone five C. Um. And the, they emphasize that those were made out of recycled ocean plastics, which is cool. And then color matched, Interesting. which is cool. Um, and uh, like talking about how the iPad is made, the housing for the iPad is made 100% of recycled aluminum. Cool. But the form factor of everything, the physical design of everything has stayed the same, largely the same. It's and that was what attracted me to everything at the very beginning was the physical design of everything. I wasn't as interested in the graphics and the oh, you can now you can do an EEG on with your Apple Watch in a at the laundromat or whatever. I didn't care about that. I don't have a need for that. I understand why it's important, but it didn't get me excited in a way. And the event today kind of felt like an hour and a half of, and not that it's bad, preface that, not that it's bad in any way, because it's a great thing for pushing everything else forward. But it just wasn't very exciting. It was just, it was kind of like a big features list and like new tech list. But in terms of the design of the products, the innovation of the physical product, there wasn't, for me, there wasn't much. The most exciting thing that I found was that you can now basically like pull focus on the iPhone 13. Like you could record a video and change. Like when you pull focus in a video, you have, it's like when uh, you see it in movies all the time, someone's face is in the foreground and then they turn their head to look at something behind them. And then the object behind them comes into focus. Mm -hmm. So the camera operator is pointing the camera there. And then there's another person like a focus puller or a camera assistant who is physically turning the dial on the lens to change the focal point of that lens from object A to object B. And you could do something similar to that with old iPhones where you just tap and that's where you want your thing to be in focus. But and I don't know how exactly they're doing it with this new one, but apparently they call it focus racking is one of their new features. And, but in terms of, uh, you can shoot in ProRes, which is a, almost every single commercial is shot in ProRes. It's like a, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like we record in .wav. Mm -hmm. ProRes is kind of like that. And like, what you're saying, well if most good. commercials are shot in ProRes and this is a new feature for the new iPhone 13, then does that mean all the previous years or the iPhone commercials that all say they were shot on an iPhone doesn't actually mean they were all shot on an iPhone? No, I think they probably were. I don't think they're shot on an iPhone. You don't There's think? There's no fucking way. No way. <laughs> no way is that legit. Well, it. It, it it's always the case where the, you see these commercials, right? You see these commercials, and they could all be shot on an iPhone, but it doesn't mean they're processed on an iPhone. Well, no, they're definitely you know? not either way, but I don't even think they're shot on it half the time. An interesting thing that came from the talk today was that you could record a video, right? Like we could re remember when we went and we bought sketchbooks, mm -hmm. that sketchbook video that we did. We recorded that largely on my phone. And certain things were in focus, certain things weren't. If we wanted to change how we edited that, we can take that file, go back after it's been shot, and change where things are in focus and where things are not. You can change That's pretty cool. the like the bokeh and the in focus out out of focus elements after recording. Hmm. Which good luck doing that on a normal camera. I don't think that's I don't think it's a that it's been done on a like a DSLR or a mirrorless camera. Could be, but I don't know. That sounds like the back of your iPhone is going to get very warm yep. doing that. That's the other thing. 
is okay. That's all well and good, but that's going to suck battery life. That's going to suck yeah. space. Yeah. And like shooting in 4K at 60 frames a second is great, except for the fact that it, 30 seconds takes up a gigabyte of space, give or take. So it was interesting, but like I think back to when they un- they unveiled the second version of the iPad Pro where it didn't have the home button and it had the Apple Pencil that would snap to the top with the magnets. Right. I think that's the iPad that Maho ended up buying and quite a few other people in the class ended up buying. Mm. That's probably my most favorite recent Apple keynote where the product itself is the focus, right? Having that, like having solving a lot of the issues that came with the first iPad Pro where you got to plug this dinky little pencil into the end of a giant yeah, and it just sticks out cutting board, basically. Stupid. It's like, that's pretty dumb. And the fact that oh, there was no magnet in it kind of a thing. Seeing that type of product innovation was really exciting. Today, it was just software features, stuff that you never actually really see. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you can, on the new iPhone 13, you can do 15.8 billion um, operations, like, per second. Like, when am I ever going to need yeah, to do when, that? Yeah, do they give an example of what the hell you'd need that for? No, not at all. And it's kind of like how you Google something and it's, and it's like, oh, there's X million results. Yeah. I think it's kind of like that where you could have the phone perform up to X amount of things at the same time, whether it's, I don't even know what. There's not even 15, that's like two two operations per person on the planet. Yeah, that's a bit silly, I think. But It's a bit, it's like, who cares? Were the rumors, what am I going to do Were the that? rumors true where they got rid of all the charging point and everything? No, no, those are all still there. I think so it's just the charging port and that well that's it because on mine and the only thing is the charging cable and that's it. Yeah, I've got the like right. the charging core charging port and then the speaker microphone grill. Yeah, and that's they, it. Right? They actually they never mentioned it. Or if they did, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, because I know there was like rumors that they were getting rid of that and you could only wireless charge it. There would be no cables. But oh. again, that's just typical like rumor you could make up because it's Apple just being Apple, they're like we're going to charge more for less. Yeah, I don't think that is um I don't think that's the case. I'm just triple checking here for you just for the sake of I it. wouldn't really be surprised. I mean, I think it's in a few years time anyways, I think all phones will go to that to be honest, but yeah, it's it's still USB-C to lightning cable, right. so it's that still the same at least. Do you think it's um Like, I guess one easy thing to be like, well, they haven't changed iPhones because they've ran out of ideas, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or do you think they've gotten to a point where now they feel like they don't have to, um, when it comes to design anyways, innovate or change or evolve it? Oh, I just lost my headphones. Oh, you can't hear me? I totally just lost my headphones. Oh, you definitely cannot hear what me. What the heck? Uh-oh. Okay, hang tight. I'm going to have to uh, join this from my phone on Discord because I just lost oh. all Uh-oh. power to my headphones. The mic is still recording, but... All right, hang tight. Brief audition still recording, so I don't know what... Your headphones, maybe the headphones are best. Died? That's why. Maybe that's it. Ah, I'm panicking. I'm panicking. Okay. Can can you hear me? Yes. Oh, I can hear you too. It's funny though how your iPhone camera is much better than your laptop. (laughs) Isn't it? This is this is what my face looks like in 4K. Wow. Did you hear what I was saying though at all? I heard just the beginning of it. Uh, So what I was saying, I was like, do you think they've gotten to a point where they feel like? Design-wise, they do not have to innovate or 
evolve their design as frequently year after year you know yes they kind of once they hit went from the five to the six they went from the more boxy shape to the curved shape with the six yeah which is i i got the six when that was new and that was like the brand new shape and then they kept it all the way to the 11 yeah right and then that was kind of the curvy generation for all those years and then they went back to the boxy with the 12 and now if they're keeping the 13 they'll probably keep that for a few years and then maybe switch it up mm-hmm. but like do you think there's a like um do you think there's a need to even change you know i see this a lot with like cars and stuff right like mm-hmm. the, the the gtr the nissan gtr right came out and i like how you say nissan by yeah, the way. came out in like fuck i don't even know when the first year it came out oh seven maybe uh-huh. maybe just before i don't know and then really the i think the last generation is this year um uh-huh. it's very as in their most recent or their final i generation? think the rumors it's the final one before the next whatever iteration of gtr is going to be the next generation but this generation the r35 generation fucking long right and you mm-hmm. parked the the one from this year from the first year it came out there's not a whole lot of differences visually on the outside hmm. Right. And there's, I think that kind of upsets me a bit because it's like, well, all this time, like, why not go a bit extra? Why not? You know, you know, they say if it's not broke, don't fix it. But like, you can always improve a little bit, even if it's just the aesthetics. Right. Um, But then, so that kind of like, you know, it's a bit boring. But then you see something like, obviously, like the Porsche 911, where, very incremental changes from when they started in the 60s really or even yeah. er, or even earlier if you're if you're gonna go off you know say that's based off the beetle which kind of is um and yet that doesn't get boring that's true and and, and i under i wonder if they may be just doing it in a a more refined way like I'm not saying you have to go completely like always a triangle shaped phone for the next year to just go crazy, but like <laughs> something that seems a bit it seems a bit obvious to me when they're like, Oh, we'll keep everything the same, but let's change the camera orientation. Or they'll probably purposely try right. to change the overall boundary box of the of the camera just so typical Apple where now your old cases from the twelve won't fit the thirteen. Now you have to go buy new right. cases. And now there's an excuse yeah. for a new opportunity to produce new cases it's like well they're only you know evolving the design changing it just so they can pump out more fucking money right mm-hmm. it's a business i get it but like at that point are the design decisions you know actually solving a problem or making the product or the experience better or is it you just mm literally changing it just so that you can make more cases and make more money or you know does it actually help the user experience or is there just a justification for fucking scamming people or you know do you have to change something drastically do you not like you know and I, i don't know where i stand on it like i know with the with the the 13 the iphone 13 that's come out that will operate with any existing iphone 12 cases so the physical form like but that's the thing the physical form factor hasn't changed yeah which is either good or bad if you're an iphone 12 user and you want to buy a 13 that's a good thing because then that means you don't have to buy another hundred dollar case but if you're an iphone 13 user and you're buying it because you're a unconscious consumer and you feel like you need to buy it to maintain some kind of a status quo, then how are people going to know that you have the 13 and not just a 12? Kind of exactly. Exactly. Which is why, and this is what ex- like attracted me to Apple at the very beginning when I became aware of it was I remember the like the first iPhone that I remember coming out was the 4S and how intense and mm-hmm. powerful that was. And you could have someone who owned a 4S 
an iPhone 5, a 5S, a 5C, a 6, and a 7, and an 8, all in the same room. And you could tell, if you're at least somewhat literate, you could tell what each iPhone each yeah. person or at had. least you could tell that there were seven different iphones in that room yeah because it, it it was all different and then the seven seven and the eight were borderline similar yeah if you knew what you were looking for you could tell them apart if you didn't easy to confuse them because the form factor had stayed the same and then largely 99 percent the same and then you get into the iPhone X or the 10 and that was, and then they had like the XR and the X, yeah. that whole confusingness. Yeah. And then, uh, then the 11 came out, which looked similar enough. And it's like, okay, it's basically the same thing. And then last year and this year is almost a carbon copy. Is that because they don't need to change the form of it? It's less about the form now, and it's more about like the the internals and what the device can do. Yeah, maybe. But that's what made me so hyper interested in product design in the first place was picking up an iPhone five before they even had like Touch ID and feeling like the, this thin metal and these small chamfers going from a textured aluminum material to a like a polished glass material i love that device to this day the iphone 5 and slate gray is probably my favorite looking iphone ever and then obviously i bought a 5c because i'm a psychopath yeah um but i don't know like and I, I get why that was important. And that's when Johnny Ive was heavily involved. And then I think as years went on, he started to eventually take a back seat before eventually leaving. And now that he's gone, right, here's another thing. The design films that they used to put out yeah. with each iPhone where they sh would show it getting made. That was always the coolest thing. I loved watching that. Haven't seen a single one. And that kind of like, you know, the reason why Apple's always been like, again, you know, take a shot. Simon Sinek, when that classic video of fucking why, what, and how, that was the reason why he, he used Apple as an example for a company that starts with the why, right? Because yes. that's why you buy into Apple. It's not because they make a phone. That's good. It's like, it's the lifestyle, it's the community you're buying into, it's the ecosystem, it's you believe the same thing they believe, you know, you guys want to mm -hmm. achieve the same goals, so you're, you feel like you're part of the team. And I think those design videos kind of fall under that, that help communicate mm -hmm. that why to the customers, even if it's subconscious. I think without it, you're like losing a bit of that. Yeah. You know, a, a bit of that connection where you feel like, oh, you know, wow, I see how they're building it. They really care about this and I really care about that. So it means they care about me, because, you know, and without that, it's like, even even though it sounds silly and most times it's subconscious, but still it makes a difference not having it, does. it right? It does. I was thinking like, do you think, and I wanna, I'm going to make an analogy to Iron Man here. <laughs> as you do. As Your you analogies do. are almost becoming as good as mine. Right. When... Do you think you got to the point where like Apple's almost come up with how they feel the end all be all design for the iPhone, right? Like mm. you ever see those futuristic movies where like, or even like Iron Man, actually, I didn't mean to make this Iron Man connection, but it's another one, <laughs> you know, like the phone he has in the movie where it's just like a piece of glass, essentially. Remember yeah, all those futuristic yeah. movies and TV shows and everything where the, they're, they're, phone and they're in like you know 2042 or 2050 2060 and it's just like a piece of glass and it's clear and then yeah. you touch it and then it lights up and you know all the futuristic renders what you know the futuristic iphone would look like well that piece of glass that would be the end all be all for an actual design of a physical product because you just have a piece mm. of glass yeah you could change the shape roughly but 
if you kept, you know, the shape of the iPhone 13, then that's how you'd know this piece of glass is an iPhone and not a, another a Samsung piece of glass or a regular piece of glass, right? Cause it's the shape of an mm-hmm. iPhone, the iconic yeah. iPhone. And the technology and innovation would come through the operating system and the software yeah. and the internals, right? However, this internal piece of glass would work, but the actual exterior design has, you know, been pushed as far as it can be as a, mm-hmm. when it comes to a phone, right? As a handle, handheld product. And it's kind of like, you know, the Iron Man movies, which I absolutely fucking love. You go from the first one where, you know, Bill's the one in the cave and throughout the life of all the Iron Man movies, all the other Avengers movies, all of them, all the way until uh, Endgame, there's a progression of the suits, right? Mm-hmm. Where, and it goes from each one looks slightly different. You can see the the improvements and the little things that like, oh, he fought this guy. This was a weakness in the part of this movie. So at the end of the movie, he built a suit, which addresses that weakness it happens every every movie you know the technology inside is a bit different but you know there was like one part for me where like my favorite suits were in the third iron man movie where he had just like the comics he had a different suit for different things right hmm. it was like there's like a because i'm a nerd there was a big iron man suit that was nicknamed igor they always had nicknames um where it was this really big suit that would like be able to lift a lot. So for construction or something, it'd be able to lift a lot, right? So it was like, well, if you need to lift something very heavy or you're building something or whatever, support a structure, you'd use that suit. Or there was one that was like, you know, built for just for speed or one that was built for space. One that was built for, you know, it was the design was centered around the arc reactor and using like that in the chest as a weapon. Like, so it was, all these little suits were designed for a specific purpose and i loved that because each one looked different and was each one had its own purpose right and then when you get to end game i mean infinity war and then end game where you have like the nanotechnology suit the final one when he dies in it spoiler alert. it's Rip. you see it more in in the in the end in, in part one the infinity war but it's a suit where you know, it looks kind of cool. Not my favorite looking one, but whatever. But because it's nanotechnology, whatever weapon he can think of, it creates it on his arm, right? So it's a type mm-hmm. of gun. The arm rebuilds itself into that shape or some sort of... Is like, it nanotechnology? Yeah. Okay. Or like a sword or a shield or whatever. He can just... I guess he thinks it and it builds itself, right? Which seems like the ultimate weapon. But mm-hmm. as a product, as a product, that is as far as you can push it design-wise. Because how do you improve upon something that can do everything? Right? And that's where I was like, I was almost kind of happy in a weird way that they did kill off Iron Man because you couldn't progress after that, Hmm. suit-wise. The only thing then, like, every movie was cool because it was like, well, the bad guy in the movie, you know, exploited this weakness in the suit. And so he, at the end of the movie, he designs a suit that addresses that weakness. And now, can, and now it's starting the next movie, the suit's even better. And then the, it keeps on improving. Yeah. But it gets to the point in Endgame where it's the best it can be. The only improvements you can make would be like him thinking, you know, becoming more creative so he can think of more things to, to build. Mm-hmm. Right? But the suit's not limited design-wise with what you can build. It's all up to you. That's so it's true. like, well... The design of the yeah. suit, you can't get any better than that. That's like literally the best of the best. You couldn't, all you could do then is change the colors. Yeah. Right? Ugh. Which is that not kind of what the iPhone's at? Does it feel like that? Where it feels like it. You're no, just changing the colors. Sure. Because, like, how, yeah. what, like, other than making half the back of the phone of one camera, you know? Yeah, don't, don't give them any ideas. And then, but then it gets to the point, well, are you making a phone that has a camera or are you making a camera? Yeah, you know, that has phone capabilities. That, yeah, or, you know... Speaking we, of which, I have a camera video to send you that has cars in it. Oh, okay, big down. Or it's like, okay, do we get all get rid of all the buttons? Each generation, we get rid of one of the oh, buttons, yeah. right? Well, there's How only... buttons are left? Yeah, there's only a certain amount of buttons you can get rid of until you have no buttons. You know, That's true. Instead of the volume, but I'm surprised they haven't, like... I mean, maybe it's a bit too much on the phone right now, but in a few years where the... the um 
the touch screen on the new MacBook Pros, the touch bar across the top. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm surprised that isn't used as the volume slider on the side of the phone. Or instead of a button to turn on the phone, it's you tap it. Not going to lie, that would be kind of cool. Right? But like you could do that, or I guess you could make it purely wireless charging so it wouldn't have an extra port. So there's no ports other than a speak speaker holes, I guess, right? But like, there's only so many buttons you can get rid of until you have no buttons left. And now you've got no exterior details because the screens gets bigger and bigger and less less bevel. So you've got less of a of a of an area wasted between space. yeah, less wasted space. There's no buttons anymore. The camera's taking up half the fucking back of the phone or whatever. Yeah. Ugh. Now it's like, well, how like design wise if you've kind of found a shape that is iconic to apple you can't really change the overall shape you're changing mm-hmm. cmf at that point it's true that's the only thing you can which really is, change which is still design which is still design but it's then like the only way you're improving user experience is oh let's come up with another set of five colors because these people wanted these colors Mm-hmm. There's gonna be people out here that are be really happy, like you, to have a yellow iPhone. You know, like Yeah, I don't know if I'd want a yellow iPhone now, but Yeah. But it's like I get but I see your point. But it's like, you know, is there like a maybe until some massive technology, you know, jump or something and the the phones change again, I don't know. But like is it got to the point where it's like, well, kind of just done everything we can, like yeah, how much more refined can yeah. refined get? And obviously you say, like, well, point. you could do this, this, and this. And it's like, yeah, but it's all software. It's all internal stuff. It's better, you know, as technology technology gets better, the CPU, like the chips are going to be better. You know, the, yeah. the speakers going to be better. The touchscreen going to be better. The camera's going to be better. The, the I like an hard iPhone drive. with a subwoofer. That would yeah, be nice. like all that stuff can, can improve as technology improves. But the actual design of the exterior of an actual product They've kind of backed themselves into a corner. Because now it's getting to the point where yeah. we have to change it. We got to fucking get rid of the buttons. But how, what happens when you get rid of all the buttons or all the ports? Or they don't have anything to get rid of. And yeah. then it's like, well, then it's like, well. It's either backing themselves into a corner or putting themselves on their own pedestal. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The, but then it's as well, it's like, well, if you had like, say that, you know, the iPhone 13, then that the 14 comes out and it's the exact same as the 13, but there's no buttons, no ports, and it's got some, you know, more improved internals, whatever, sure. And then the iPhone 15 comes out, it's the same as the 14, but we're just, you can't take any more ports or buttons off. There's just yeah. more color options, and the internals are even better than the 14. Then it's like, well, that's true. As a product, would it not, would design and engineering not make more sense, be more innovative? Well, you don't have any new iPhones. You have new internals that you can swap out the internals. Yeah. Because there's no point buying the same exterior when it's only internals changing. So why can't we design a system that can be modular and change the internals? That's what I think it needs to be the next step. Right? But then it's like, well, that's the only where place I can see like engineering design being able to still, especially design, be able to still play a bit. And even then, the design is like, Oh, we can change colors and finishes, I guess, and yeah. you know, whatever. But like, it just seems like—is it? Do you think it's like an end-all, like, be-all, right? Like, I think, it, yeah, I think it's become less about the physical form. The physical form was a lot more important back in two thousand and twelve or thirteen when the the four S, the five, and the five S came out. Like when they put out the champagne color in the 5S. Yeah. Groundbreaking for whatever it's worth. Mm-hmm. And then rose gold comes along and it was like, holy crap. That is, and it's not that it's less important now, but I think the emphasis has gone from the physical form to now what are the, like, what are the still untapped potentials of what? this hardware enables us to do via software yeah right and you need both but ultimately the software 
will have a higher amount of potential just due to its material nature because there is no material nature, right? It's exactly. just chips and little like signals and digits and stuff. Whereas the physical hardware, there's only so much you can do, like you said. And maybe they've reached the peak of what that thing will be for the time being. Yeah. Until some until some new paradigm shift comes along. Like going from a phone with keys on it to the iPhone, which has glass on the front and everything like that. And then you slide and you touch the screen to interact yeah. with it. Whatever that next innovation pushes will change the form factor. But I don't think and unfor- it's unfortunate because I like seeing that. I enjoy seeing that form change just to see what it like what it becomes. Um, but I don't think we will see it for a while. Probably, yeah, I don't think for a while. But I also enjoy seeing the the guts of it, the internals and the software push and evolve and develop. Like having that camera feature, I'm pretty content using my own at the moment. I'm not really butthurt about it. Would it be cool to have? Absolutely. Would it be really cool to like film an entire short film? just on an iPhone. I could do that now, no problem. But then there's always the, oh, well, the iPhone 13 can do this. You can do focus racking with this. Yeah. You can do this, that, and that. It's like, yeah, well, can't have everything. Yeah, I just think like maybe that's something they should, where you can spec out the internals and swap out and upgrade without buying a new phone. Like, I don't think they, like, I think it's kind of obvious as a money grab to do a new phone every year like we don't need that yeah we don't need no. one every year like a no. lot of these improvements could just be software updates dude we totally i totally forgot that it was an apple event until this morning yeah it's like we- and that was like oh it's time for another iphone yeah like i know i understand maybe like oh we need new camera i was like why not can't we just standardize the shape and now we can go to an apple store and pay for an upgrade where you switch out the camera and some of the internals but like you know I imagine the architecture inside the fucking phone stays reasonably the same. Things stay roughly in the oh, same yeah. spot. Just get better. I think so. Just get better, higher performance, you know, run a bit cooler, whatever. But like, I think the layout probably stays pretty much the same. Yeah, battery takes up 99% of it and it still sucks. Yeah. So it's like, well, why do we need a new phone every year? It's slightly improving the camera every time. It's like, yeah. You know, do a big update, then do smaller like updates through software and blah, blah, over a year or two. And then every two or three years, then up have the big leap, you know? Update your hardware. You know, it's like the iOS, right? They have like the big ones and then they have like the little smaller. Speaking of which, did updates. you update yours today to 14.8? I, if, it's, if it just came out today, then no, I don't think so. You should. Apparently, it's a big secure, like there's a. A lot of security issues that this solve that this fixes where people have been getting hacked like their iphones have been getting hacked um and apple apple put out a thing like early this morning saying like it's this is an update that you need to do i'm doing it right now i got one uh i got an email from the it guy at work and i'm like oh maybe he's just being super considerate and like telling us about the apple updates and everything yeah. and then i read more into it and it's like no it's a legitimate privacy concern if you don't have that updated jesus all right and maybe that's just a way for us to all become government sheep and i don't know but yeah you need this or else you're gonna get hacked by everyone because you're so important in the world that hackers are definitely gonna come for you specifically yeah exactly so you gotta do this now think- and then in the little fine print they're like everyone just downloaded this without looking at terms and conditions but we actually updated it saying that we own all this now <laughs> yeah, yeah which is usually what happens you are now our ip i mean it happens with everything right yeah we now That's own true. you as an ip you're like wait what yeah you imagine you see yourself come out as a brand you're like i didn't do any of that <laughs> it's all like, apple what why do i have my own lingerie brand and i'm a i'm a straight dude makes no sense be very confusing yeah it'd be very confusing one year ago today saw a ford gt in real life got to touch it It was pretty cool yeah yeah that was a year ago today 
Yeah. The guy came to Spartak and oh yeah, and and drove it over. I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. And I had, and I was like, mm, I'm not, re- I don't really like the look of it. I think it looks kind of funny. I didn't say that to the guy's face. Obviously, this thing looks like it, shit. About it. Man, were they drunk when they did that? No, I think like that wouldn't piss them off as much as be like, oh, like nice V6, you fucking bum. Why didn't they put a V8 in it? Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, I believe it's essentially it's got like a slightly rebuilt, higher tuned version of like the of the twin turbo EcoBoost V6. It's in like the fucking Ford Explorer. Yeah, it is. It's based on the same engine. It's just like. Yeah, just tuned more. <laughs> I think he, the guy, the guy said, I don't remember his name, but he said it was something along the lines of like the guts that are in the, the GT are the same as what you get in the, yeah. In either the Explorer or the truck or something. It'd be both because they, oh. they do a V6 in both. So, okay. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be based on the same engine, just probably maybe some bigger turbos and it's tuned a bit more. But, and I'd be okay with that if I was driving the, all carbon version where they did like the special run of the raw carbon yeah cars that would be one thing but otherwise i don't know not that it's that different it's like look we're gonna charge like tens of thousands and more for us doing less work we don't have to put the paint on and we're gonna charge you more for it you fucking bums yeah yeah what are you gonna do that's life and it was I think it's like the, is it a classic color scheme? Do you remember the photo that I sent? It was like that silver, the silver, the red and the blue or something like that. For what? For the, for the GT. For the one the that came Spartak? That yeah. You saw? I'll, yeah. I think I'll it was silver with black stripes, wasn't it? Um, I don't actually remember. I'm t- I was trying to look in for my phone. And from what I remember, it was definitely silver. And it, I, usually the paint jobs have like a stripe with it. Yeah, I this think, did have a stripe. I, I think it was a black stripe. Color. I think it was silver with black. Something I think. Like I just like black, man. I just want it to be black. <laughs> Saw a uh, McLaren the other day. I don't know what type, yeah? but it was Jesus. a McLaren. Yeah. You see all the cool Rome cars. It was an affluent place around here, apparently. So, but it's just all like people with like Maseratis or something, or like a, appreciate that for what know, it is. Mercs and Beamers and stuff, and they think they're awesome. That's true. Did I tell you my neighbor has a one of the BMW i3s? Oh God! Yeah. I'm sorry, you have to look at that. God bless. God bless them. They keep it in the garage most of the time. Yeah, so that no one else so has to see to look it. At it. Yeah, and no one else has to see it. But good oh, to consider it like that. I I appreciate the fact that they do it. I I'd rather look at their old Honda Civic. Oh, much rather. It's one of those cars that like you wish you could put like a brown paper bag over it as you drive like as a person's head but you just cut the little holes out for like the windscreen and the headlights <laughs> that's why i wish you could like you yeah. could do is i wish they should probably do a factory option from beamer where it's like a one dollar extra and you get like a car cover but it stays on while you drive and it just covers yeah. the body that'd be pretty oh, useful because no one wants to see that fucking car it's disgusting no i don't sorry like to it. all people uh Sorry if you were dumb. Not that like obviously one, the but... people designed it know a lot more than me, but it's pretty fucking. I don't. It's ugly. Yeah, no, it, it was done that way for a reason. Yeah. I'm oh, sure really quickly, that, that was but... another thing we can talk about another time because I don't want to go into it now. But like, I I'll, re- I'll write it. Down. I saw like a. It was about the whole thing of like you know people saying like what are the designers doing with this car? They don't know what they're doing, and then it's like someone who can't fucking draw anything with a pencil, saying that like what yeah. are the designers doing right? But it was like I saw a bunch like a video, on YouTube, and it was like how can we fix the new Lamborghini Countach design? And I was like, oh. hmm, pretty sure you're not a designer yourself, really. Or if you are, you haven't actually done anything credible in the car world. But you're the way you worded that title, you're going to fix it as if there's anything wrong with it. Just because you don't like it yeah. and you think it's ugly, it doesn't mean it's actually wrong with the car. Um, so uh, except for the i8, that's actually proper disgusting. But this Countach is like oh you don't like oh yeah you don't like the the i8 do you? Sorry the i3 sorry sorry the i3 the i8 is right. actually pretty cool the i8 looks pretty sweet actually it's just slow but it looks cool. Um, yeah, slow for the money. It's not slow, but it's for the competitors. It's fucking slow. Um, yeah. If you're putting numbers to numbers, yeah, then it's but slow. The, but the Countach are like oh we're fixing it. It's like well. You said there's anything wrong with design. I'm pretty sure the people at work, the designers at fucking Lamborghini are 
much better than Pretty you, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know, unless you're like fucking Frank Sevenson on YouTube, then like you can't really say shit, to be honest. Yeah, and that's an example that we can also talk about in a future episode of listening to criticism from valid places, or and ignoring criticism from those whose opinions basically not to be crass but they don't matter yeah right if there's and there's constructive criticism there's deconstructive criticism there's criticism from people who are trying to help you and they're saying they're pointing out faults so that you don't make those mistakes again but then there's also people who feel entitled to give criticism because they feel like they have something to say but no validation to stand for it. Yeah. Then it's like, well, I'm not going to listen to that because that's not doing anything for me. That's not based right. upon anything. That's simply your opinion, which is not criticism. Right. You're entitled to your opinion, absolutely. But I'm also, in the same way that you are entitled to your opinion, I'm entitled to ignore it. Yes. Absolutely. Fucking Mic drop. Obama yeah. out. Which maybe goes back on everything we just ripped on Apple for, but hey, whatever. I don't think we ripped on we it. Didn't rip we didn't rip it. We just questioned, like, huh, is this like, how do you go on from here? <laughs> yeah, it's pointing we'll out see. conversation points. And it's also, again, it's our opinion. It's our Which opinion. we're entitled to. Exactly. No one's entitled. No one else is entitled to it. No. But uh, you know what you are entitled to? A fantastic, beautiful design created by us here at Big Design Company. Ooh. You can get that by emailing us hi at bigdesigncompany.com or if you're interested, visit the website at www.bigdesigncompany.com. If you want to send us an email about the podcast, you can absolutely send that to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. And Zach Watson. That was fucking smooth. That was nice. Thank you. That was really nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. That was I was on a I was on a roll. No, that was Mentally smooth. That was like roll. almost like you're reading off a script. Like that was that was good. I've thought about writing down a prompt just so that don't have to but think it's also about like, it. Yeah, I don't think very much in the first place. But <laughs> fair. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. What's our What's our Instagram? Zach? Process underscore underscore podcast. Beautiful. I love you very much. I love you too. And uh, does is old mate gonna listen to this episode? Yeah. 100%. Can we uh can we send a Google Docs feedback form? <laughs> I got to make it. I got to put it together. It's like make who it is like your 87 favorite host? pages long. <laughs> who is your favorite host? Dylan or Zach, but in brackets, Dylan. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really mess. Yeah. Just a really mess. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate your support very 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 much. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. <laughs>